in a world where Mondays are taken over by a machine. Welcome to Machine Mondays. Hello, 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 Machiniacs and Shmodown fans, and welcome to another episode of Machine Mondays. I'm Janine the Machine, and first off, as usual, I gotta give a huge thank you to David B for creating this awesome track for me, the official machine theme. Thank you so much, David B. And if you wanna check him out, you can find him at David B Music 21 on Twitter. Also gotta give a huge thank you to Kevin the Smasher Smats for that awesome voice intro. I love it so much, and we were so psyched for your return, Kev. If you wanna check out everything Kev has going on, you can find him on Twitter at KevSmets. But let's get into today's episode. So this past week, we had more announcements. We kicked off the season. Some really (sighs) insane things happened. So spoiler talk on the pay-per-view. We're getting into all of it. So here we go. So last week before the big Saturday event, uh, we had a couple more announcements. Uh, Ben came back to Kaiser um, to answer back to Kaiser's offer for him and Dan. Ben says he's been talking to another manager. Sorry, Kaiser. Um, I'm going with them. Doesn't say who it is. And Dan's just going to be doing his own thing. So not too sure what's happening with Dan where he's going to go, what he's doing. And Ben alludes to talking to another manager, which we do later find out when Kate does her Dan announcement that she is in fact the manager he was talking to and that Ben is going to the Den. Uh, She is also keeping Thomas Harper and taking Saul and Jen Kemp. So that is her roster thus far for um, season nine. So big pull with Ben Bateman. I don't know if she's going to be able to get Dan as well and convince him to, you know, reunite that team. So who knows what's going on with her in the den, but that's definitely a big get for her. Um, I don't know if it was just the allure of her having the Star Wars champion that, that, um, got him to go over there. But, you know, Kate has some shaky manager moments, you know, she's gotten her competitors in, hot water with uh weird challenges or not calling challenges when she should have not paying attention or being quick on things so we've seen several situations where she's apologizing to her competitors because she missed something so hopefully she has time to improve and and get back in there she's had some great manager moments as well so I'm not going to completely knock her um She obviously cares about her players. The Den had some really bright, shiny moments. Hell, they have the Star Wars champion. So um, I just don't know a caliber of player like Ben Bateman, if that is particularly a great fit, because he's kind of more on top of things than anybody else. Um, So I don't know. I don't know if, if that seems like a fit to me. Um... But we'll, we'll, you know, see, I guess. And we'll see if she's able to to reunite his team and get Dan back for him. That's all going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And then your girl here, me, 
had a little announcement on behalf of Roxy for the Stars. Um, she asked me to announce what was going on with the Stars faction. I was happy to do it. Yeah, I was super excited when Roxy asked me back. You know, last season we made so much magic and, uh, you know, I had some great moments with her and she was able to really get me to where I needed to be to, you know, get that belt. She seemed like that was a priority for her. She really cared about that. She was on the side of good and light and positivity and not too sure what happened. So yeah, in that announcement, I was so hyped to be back with the stars. I announced that it was just me and Alex Damon that she was keeping. And then it all went to shit. So um, we'll get into that. But let's just bounce right into the big pay-per-view. So spoilers ahead if you have not seen it yet. Um, it's going to be released this week, I believe. So um, watch it and come back and, and hear my thoughts on it. Definitely just a, an exciting kickoff. The new studio, you know, the scenes, just how it's cut together, the the new graphics, like everything just felt kind of shiny and new and you felt the love, you felt the effort of this kind of new thing, yet it felt kind of old. You know, it felt like it harkened back to what people loved about the Schmodown in the first place when it really started kind of amping up in the earlier seasons. So that energy is still there. That sense of the wrestling vibe is so palpable and so much stronger than it has been in recent years. Um, you know, I've seen so many comments from fans saying, you know, this is why I fell in love with the Schmodown. This is why I became a fan in the first place. So a lot of fans feel that way, that it, it kind of goes back to it, its roots with this pay-per-view, with this uh, opening of the season. Um, and I've seen a bunch of new fans even make comments about how great it is and, and how they're excited that this is the first season they're actually getting into. Um, because what is going on it seems like it's going to be really interesting and exciting. So we open the show with uh, Grace talking to our creepy Shimominati masked figure. Um, and they get a call from Christian and they reveal themselves to be Sam Levine. He uh, asked Christian to play for a full season and get a number one contenders match in return for Grace and Jay's contracts and for ending the Shmominati. So Christian takes the deal and with getting Jay and Grace's contracts, he fires Grace and strips Jay of its commissioner position and makes it so Jay will have to play whenever Christian wants in any match Christian deems <laughs> he should play in. So Sam Levine is returning as a player super exciting he retired with I believe the teens and singles belt so pretty impressive epic thing to see him make a return uh, I'm really excited to see him play again and yeah gonna be interesting seeing what he makes Jay do and if Grace is gonna come back in some interesting uh ways for revenge and retaliation so definitely excited to see how all of that is going to play out and and uh you know a nice resolution to the whole scary mask and the whole shmominati situation so now we get into the actual matches 
first matches of the season in the studio, Claudia Dolph and Video Drew team with no name uh, versus the Wildberries. So big return of the Wildberries is um, already just looking like it's going to be a really, really fun match. Absolutely love the studio space. Um, just the lights, the colors, the screens, the setup. Uh, really great. So yeah, super excited some really fun scenes of Drew just freaking out <laughs> the Wildberries, which is always really funny. I like Drew and Claudia as a team. Uh, definitely a great matchup to the Wildberries um, and their kind of big return. So yeah, we get into the match. A first round ends up being 17 to 16. Dolph and Drew leading. Oh, it's so fun getting back into this again, by the way. <laughs> It, it felt like it's been forever. So um, then we get into round two. Dolph and Drew decide to go first. They spin Stephen King and keep it. Uh, I've seen some people complain about the wheel being a little plain and not having the pictures. I mean, I kind of liked the pictures as well. Also, it seems like it spins a little stiff. It's not as smooth. So maybe, you know, something to to work on in the future i i don't know if it's just a lot of work to get all those graphics um on each slice and these want to kind of keep it clean of course we do have the three wild card slices so uh one is um some random category that you can't really study for it's not a a, a listed category um and then one is spinners and one is opponents. So if you land on it, first spin, you can skip it. If you land on it again, then you have to keep it. And it could be, yeah, spinners, opponents, or some mystery slice, which we do get to see this match. And it's really fun. Uh, so they do get Stephen King. They decide to stick with it. And uh, they do pretty well. They get the first question correct. They miss the second on multiple choice, but Wildberries does not pick up that steal. They get the third correct, get the fourth correct on multiple choice, and get the final question correct. Uh, then we bounce to the Wildberries. They spin David Lynch, of course, uh, spin away from that. Um, and they end up on a wild card slice. And it ends up being the most perfect will slice for them. It's Die Hard in a Blank. So, you know, there's a series of films that were basically Die Hard, but on a boat or uh, on a plane or, you know, in various locations. Die Hard in the White House. So it this category alludes to all of those movies that take place in various places with a Die Hard vibe, which is perfect for Josh Makuka because he loves movies like that. So he was very hyped and running around the studio and I missed that energy from him because, yeah, he would always be running around, kicking, stretching, doing all these crazy things. It's the best. So loved getting that Wildberries energy again. So, yeah, they go perfect. They get the first, second, third correct, get the fourth correct to multiple choice and get the fifth one correct. So it is now 24 to 25 um, Wildberries leading. We get into round three. Claudia goes first, taking the two in Spielberg. She gets it correct. Josh gets famous actors and actresses. He was literally just doing a De Niro impression. He gets his question and the answer is De Niro. Um, so he gets it correct. Drew gets the three in scores and soundtracks correct. Great pull with T2. And then Elliot gets the three in romance, but he misses it. Uh, and then Wildberries gets their five in Spy. And Josh McCuga knows it, pulls it out like he always does. 
Uh, so it's on uh, Dolph and Video Drew to get their 2000s question. Uh, I think it asks who plays Laurie Strode in the 2007 Halloween. And they miss it, giving Wildberries a surprising and exciting win. So they get the first win of the season. Um, you know, I think people doubt them just because they're so ridiculous and they don't study. They don't care. They're just in it for the fun and it's selling the T-shirts and all of that. But, you know, when they get lucky with, you know, some sweet questions and sweet slices that kind of play to their strengths, you know, they are they're great. Uh, so definitely such a fun match really exciting just kicking off the season especially kicking off the season with you know some great character stuff um just a lot of fun so a great a great uh warm-up match uh to get into this new season so excited then we have um some scenes of roxy you know talking to kevin before his match you know he's thanking her for all her support through you know things he was going through you know his cancer stuff he was going through you know spending time with his family and making sure that he had everything he needed coming back into the showdown helping him a little bit with training being such a good friend so they have a really sweet conversation where roxy is you know he's he's talking about roxy's support of him through everything and um hers talking about she's excited he's coming back and it's going to be great so then we get into the match chandrew comes out as president loki you know running his jaw about you know he's the best and everybody's stupid in the studio you're stupid and you're stupid the announcers are stupid but uh kevin and kaiser are stupid but they they're so stupid they don't know how stupid they are they all think that chandrew is there alone with no one to support him but he actually does have the best manager in the league supporting him and to my surprise to many people's surprise here comes out roxy supporting chandrew she's managing chandrew did not mention any of that to me and and you see kevin's face the shock on his face that you know she's out here talking about you know so excited for you to come back smasher you know anything to help you and now she's throwing this don't trust anyone in everyone's face and you know trying to get him frazzled right before the match with now she's supporting you know his rival it's ridiculous who is this person who is this roxy stryer this is not the roxy stryer of season eight who was so supportive and loving and 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 you know made me feel like i could you know be on top of the world and get that belt who is this woman so match starts they ask kevin if he's ready he has to even take a beat because he just is like what the hell is happening right now and we get into the match <sighs> so round one kevin does miss one question chandrew goes perfect plus the bonus so it is nine to eleven going into round two kevin he goes first he gets batman um and he sweeps he goes perfect five for five chandrew gets lucky of course with his you know favorite category wizarding world um he goes perfect as well so it is 21 to 19 going into the final round. Definitely very intense. Really exciting to see Kevin's energy in the match. He's answering questions quick. He's, you know, shouting them. He's just hyped up. He's feeling great. Um, you know, a little scary missing one question. You know when you miss one. 
and your opponent can immediately get just, you know, be two points above you if they go perfect. Um, you know, that's a lot of pressure in IG because it's so intense. And, you know, if you're playing people who never miss or hardly ever miss, that mean, makes a huge difference. So already really intense. So Kevin gets his two in TMNT. He gets it correct. Then it bounces to Chandra for Wizarding World. And he has a very strange moment. Definitely a very strange situation. So he gets his question and he burns two repeats on it. It's in Wizarding World, his special category. This was a question even I knew. It was what um, professor gives permission for the Slytherin team to practice, I believe, in Chamber of Secrets. And obviously it's the Slytherin team. So it's going to be the teacher who is the head of Slytherin house, uh, Professor Snape. That's why it's a two point question, but he burns two repeats on it. So in my head, I'm thinking he's just using these repeats to be cocky because he knows it. He's using these repeats to draw up the match, to get in Kevin's head, to stress him out, to have him like thinking, okay, maybe he doesn't know this. I can gain some ground here. So I don't feel like there's any way in any world where Chandru would not know that and have to burn two repeats on a two point question. Like he, I could see him doing that for the show of it and to get Kevin frazzled for the entertainment of it. So maybe he truly did blank, but in my mind, to me, it looked like he literally knew it and he just was messing with Kevin. That's you be the judge. Um, so then he ends up getting it correct, but he burned two repeats on it. Um, Kevin gets his three in Jurassic Park correct, but there is a challenge. It's a, a correction. It's a question about a dinosaur in Jurassic Park. They ask what type of dinosaur he just says a T-Rex. They say in the movie, you need to say the sex of the dinosaur because that is really important to the plot and all of these things. So the challenge is he should have said, the the sex of the dinosaur um they rule on it and decide the knowing the sex of the dinosaur does not affect the question that is not what they were asking for they weren't asking for all of that detail they were just asking what type of dinosaur so t-rex was a fine answer so they accept kevin's answer they throw out the challenge but then i think definitely also another moment of let's just throw whatever we can to mess with his head Let's throw what we can to slow down the match, slow down his momentum and mess with him. Um, I think people thought it was a genuine challenge. I don't think it was a genuine challenge because if you hear the question, there's nothing about gender, you know, needed to answer that question. They literally just ask what kind of dinosaur. Um, So I don't think a male T-Rex is necessary for the answer. It's literally just the type, not the sex and type. So I don't think it was a necessary challenge, but if it if it was used for the, the effort of mind games and messing with Kevin getting in his headspace, you know, slowing down the momentum of the match and in turn slowing down his momentum, then okay. And, and at that point, like, you might as well just use your challenge because when are you going to use it again? You know, you might as well just use it. doesn't matter if you lose it at, at this point because it's the final round. But then we've seen situations where they needed it on the five point question and they haven't had it so a risk um but in in round the three I think it's always kind of you know 
a smart play to pull of pull those things if if you can of course I didn't like him pulling that thing because Kevin is my friend but um yeah so I definitely think there were some sneaky tactics on Chandra's end but you know I wouldn't expect anything less from him Kevin gets the point goes to Chandra for his three in Superman he gets it correct and then we bounce to Kevin for his five he answers immediately he gets it I think he had said he just watched that movie. So it was fresh in his mind, um, in his studying. So, you know, when those sweet kind of moments happen, it's really, really great. Um, I know I was quizzing him and the misbehave in Batman question was actually a question that I had asked him, that I had wrote and asked him. So when that question came up, I was very excited because I was like, I literally just went over that with you. Like, yay. Like, so, you know, seeing something you did kind of play into your friend's uh, match, it's it's really exciting. And, and like, I felt like, oh, maybe I'm helping him in some little way. Maybe I'm helping my friend uh, in some little way. So that was really great. So yeah, Kevin answers immediately his uh, alien predator question. Correct. So now it is on Chandra. It's on Chandra to get his five to win this match. Beat Kevin. Um, Swashbuckling and pulp is the category. It's a question of who is in this movie. They name like three names and you have to guess what movie they are in uh Chandra only has one repeat left he uses it as he goes he goes and answers and he starts to say Pirates of the Caribbean whatever whatever and it is incorrect and Kevin wins Kevin wins his first match back so freaking exciting 26 to 29 oh my gosh was so proud of my friend so excited for my friend you know after kind of this betrayal at the start that's just kind of messing with his head several moments where Chandra was trying to get in his head potentially and um for him to come out with the W you know he was just you know no ring rust on him you know, just that one miss in, in the first round, um, you know, taking on Chandru right after everything as his first big match out. He talked a lot about it in the post. Christian had offered to give him like, you know, a lighter match, maybe like a rookie competitor, a new player um, as kind of a warm up match. But no, he was like, no, if I'm coming back, I want to come back big. I want to come back against Chandru, one of the best. So he did that. So just so excited for him. So proud of my friend. It was just amazing to see like tears in my eyes when Jen was like that. I was, you know, tearing up. I was screaming so loud uh, when he won and um, so happy for my friend and just so insane about Roxy that she has this really nice conversation, you know, welcoming him back only to betray him right there on the stage and tell him don't trust anyone. And it's crazy to me. So that leads into me coming to Roxy and asking her, like, what the hell was that? What, why, why would you do that to Kevin? Like, he's your friend. He trusted you. And she tells me, you know, don't trust anyone. And, you know, we have Chandru now. We're going to do great things. We're going to get you the belt. And I can't, I can't support that. Chandru is the worst. Why would she bring him on the stars? Why would she do that to Kevin? Like, this is not the Roxy I know. This is not the Roxy I trust. This is not the Roxy I was so excited to be joining back with in that announcement. This is a completely different person. And while it's kind of scary to 
be on my own and not know where I'm going because I've only ever had managers. I've never been rogue. I've never been out on my own. Um, I've never not had that faction support system. So it was a huge choice in that moment, but I am loyal to my friend. I could not stand back and see her treat him like that. And yeah, so I had to walk away. So we see me, you know, go to Roxy and tell her, you know, I could follow you when I could trust you, but I can't, I don't trust you anymore. After that display in there, after recruiting someone like Chandru, no. So your girl is on her own at the moment. (laughs) She is trying to figure out what the next move is, trying to figure out what she wants to do. And, uh, it's scary and it's rough and it's sad. And, you know, I was so over the moon happy for Kevin just to be brought down um, by this betrayal from somebody I really cared about, someone I really trusted. So, um, yeah, the machine is hurting a little bit right now, but, uh, you know, she'll figure it out, hopefully. <laughs> um, yeah. So really, really rough ending for me um, thus far. <sighs> We'll see if I can bounce back from this before, you know, I get into even, you know, playing any matches. We'll see if I can figure out what's going on. Because, yeah, I have never been on my own in this game. I've always had a manager. I've always had a faction. So this is kind of surreal, kind of weird. But yes, that is how it ends. Um, We also did get uh, a build up to Titans and an explanation of how that whole thing is going to work. Um, so we're going to have, you know, random competitors come up, you know, issue a challenge and that's all going to lead to a big Friday night Titans match. So JTE comes out, he talks about how, you know, people have doubted him and that's not right and what's going on. And so he's back to prove everybody wrong and he wants to take on Brendan Meyer. So Brandon comes out with the belt and is just kind of very plucky and excited to play. And JTE's like, what are you so excited about? Like, I'm calling you out, guy. And, and Brandon's like, oh, I know. This is going to be really fun. So Brandon is just bringing his plucky energy. Meanwhile, JTE is very serious and he just can't take it. So the match is set. Big Friday Night Titans. Uh, Little Evil versus The Kid. So definitely love how this Titans is building up. Cool, sporty ass, wrestling ass logo pops up. Friday Night Titans, JTE versus Brandon Meyer, The Kid, team's champion. Um, So yeah, we're going to have our storylines. We're going to have, you know, our main matches. And then we're going to have like a lead up to a big Friday Night Titans match is how I'm understanding everything's going to work. So super exciting. I'm loving the format. I'm loving what we're doing. I'm loving, you know, the studio aspect of everything. So I hope everyone loves, you know, what the season is going to be. I hope this was a great kicking off, a great taste of what's to come for you guys. And, you know, it's fresh. It's different. Reboot is the perfect name for the season. When I heard Reboot, I'm like, what? I was kind of confused, but I think it's going to be really great. Um, You know, it's kind of a return to form, but a reboot of that. So yeah, I hope you guys had so much fun with it. I hope the ones who do finally see it uh, are hyped and excited um, because it's going to be so cool. And just the love and the effort and the work that's going into everything, it shows 100%. 
and I think it's only going to get more bonkers. So stay tuned and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I'm excited, a little wounded at the moment, but excited. So happy for my friend Kevin. Big return, big win. So, so great. And we're just going to see where all this goes. Some exciting setups for things. We still don't know where certain people are going. So this is going to be amazing. So I hope you enjoy it. And thank you all for supporting it because, yeah, people are working their asses off. Um, so, yeah, that's it. That's where we're at so far in the Schmodown as of Monday. So um, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Machine Mondays. Um, you know, appreciate all of the support. Um, you guys are the best. And we'll see what's next for the machine. Um, but, uh, of course, Machine Mondays isn't the only show you can find on the It's a Wonderful podcast feed. Of course, we have Morgan Hasn't Seen every Wednesday where I force Morgan to watch movies he hasn't watched. Our lovely It's a Wonderful podcast patrons have decided to torture Morgan and we are watching Will Ferrell movies all March long. Morgan has a disdain and hate for Will Ferrell. So this is going to be an interesting series. I think I'm easing him into it pretty well, though. We are talking to will ferrell animated film so he doesn't actually have to see his face quite yet in in a large capacity uh we're talking a double feature of megamind and the lego movie uh to ease morgan into this will ferrell series um so that'll be really fun and of course every friday we have the main show it's a wonderful podcast this week it is a very special episode uh, it is our 200th episode of It's a Wonderful Podcast. Been talking classic films for 200 episodes. Uh, this show started with Morgan and Nolan Dean talking classic films. Um, eventually, you know, Nolan took a little hiatus. So Morgan was bringing guest hosts in. Um, I, you know, became a frequent guest host filling in for Nolan loved doing it, loved learning about new classic films, sharing the classic films that I love and going on this journey of these new old films, discovering and rediscovering these new old films and giving them a spotlight. Um, created my own little kind of series on the show, Deja Vu, where we kind of take a classic film and watch its modern remake and do this compare and contrast. I've been so lucky to be able to bring my ideas to this show and, uh, become an official host. So the three of us have really built something special with It's a Wonderful Podcast, um, really just shining a light on classic movies and, and talking about these movies so they don't get forgotten. And to make it to 200 episodes is a huge special thing. So it's a big special episode, just two hours of us talking about our three favorite films from all the different decades we cover. So uh, our three favorite 30s films we've covered, 40s films, 50s films, 60s films, and 70s films. So it's a great discussion, us kind of looking back on the movies we've covered on the show, um, kind of talk about which movies speak to us, have spoken to us the most, um, mean the most to us that we've covered on the show over um, these decades. So I hope you'll give it a listen and check it out this Friday. A huge, big, special episode um, means a lot to us and especially Morgan, who this was kind of his brainchild uh, bringing this show uh, out. So I hope you'll support it and check it out. I hope you'll support all the shows on this feed. We have you covered every Monday with Machine Mondays, every Wednesday with Morgan Hasn't Seen and every Friday with It's a Wonderful Podcast, Big 200. Uh, thank you guys so much for supporting this feed. You can find it all places podcasts are found. The It's a Wonderful Podcast feed. Uh, we love doing this. So uh, I hope you'll support it. And thank you to those of you who do. 
you can find the uh, channel on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. You can find me on Twitter at Janine Debean underscore Janine Debean on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to get any merch for any of our shows, you can find that at my Public shop at g9design.tpublic.com. Uh, if you want to purchase any of my artwork in print form, you can find that at my big cartel shop, g9design.bigcartel.com. Uh, we also have the It's a Wonderful Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, we do fun watch alongs, movie, TV discussions, really trying to build and grow that channel. So please check it out. And we have the It's Wonderful Podcast Patreon, a really fun tiers, monthly artwork, getting to vote in polls. Like I said, the patrons were the ones who voted in that poll to get Morgan to watch Will Ferrell movies, uh, fun little videos behind the scenes on my art, fun little videos from Morgan and I just kind of sharing our interests with you. I'm doing a fun little series each week. I watch something I haven't seen. So we get a little Janine has it seen where I watch something I've never seen and kind of discuss it, give it a little review. So fun little things happening on our Patreon all the time. So if you want to check it out, find it. It's wonderful one on patreon.com and find the tier that's right for you. Uh, we'd appreciate your support. Um, we have a lot of fun over there. Um, so I think that'll do it guys. Thank you again for listening to another episode of machine Mondays. It's really going to get exciting. So I cannot wait to talk all the showdown with you guys going through this season. It's going to be epic and so much fun so please support the showdown support it's a wonderful podcast feed uh yeah we love doing this so thank you guys so much and until next time xo xo machine out